Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camry Widmer, and I am so excited for today's podcast guests. We are featuring the Rodeo Kids ambassadors themselves. Every month, the Rodeo Kids ambassadors do challenge videos, and they post on the 2022 Rodeo Kids ambassadors Facebook page consistently. And we get to interact with them and hear their stories. And when you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, you see a lot of their stuff, but it's always in short segments. So they're not always long conversations. And so we wanted to open it up so that they could share what their thoughts and their insights were on different topics throughout the industry and uh, just things that they wanted to hear about and share with their peers. So we have invited them to join us on the Rodeo Kids podcast once a month where you'll get to hear from the ambassadors themselves. This month, we asked, you know, what are just some things that you would like to hear on the podcast? And we got a whole list of them. One of them, which is what we're going to talk about today, had to do with confidence and how we gain confidence in the low times and how we keep confidence. And so that's what we're talking about today in the Zoom is what does confidence mean? How do we lose it? How do we regain it? And just different thoughts, suggestions, and ideas on how we can handle the ups and downs that life is going to throw at us. Because whether it's an injured horse or a fall or a scare or just the life, the, the hard knocks lessons that we learn, we all go through it. And these guys have some great suggestions and it's just an awesome conversation. So I hope you're listening to this either on the way to the rodeo or on the way back and that you gain something from it because these guys are spot on on so many topics. So take a listen and don't forget to share it with your friends when you're done. Tell them about Rodeo Kids and everything that we are working to accomplish. And spoiler alert, we have some big news coming that we are going to be sharing here very soon. So stay tuned. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Well, everyone, Rodeo Kids ambassadors, welcome to the Rodeo Kids podcast. We're doing this Zoom tonight to record for the podcast. And I came up with this idea after having different conversations with a few different people and just seeing some of the stuff that's been popping up in topics. And um, when I asked about it, you guys had some great questions. So we're actually going to feature the Rodeo Kids ambassadors um, once a month. So we're going to do these Zooms. We want to hear what you guys have to say and rodeo kids you guys the ambassadors are all about helping others and helping each other so we wanted to continue building the team um, and allowing you guys to have your voices heard so that other kids can learn from you as well because we're all in this together um so there were a couple different uh people who had posted things about um confidence. And so we wanted to talk about that today because I think we're, a lot of us are ending part of our high school rodeo, junior high rodeo season, and others of us are really firing up our youth rodeo seasons, depending on where we're at in the country. Uh, what, let's start with what is confident? What does confidence mean to you? Confidence is basically just trying on something and knowing you can do it okay anybody else cambry 
Confidence is when, to me, is when you trust in yourself and you believe that you can do it and you push past and just believe in yourself. You, like, are strong and you can understand and trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the definition of confidence is a feeling of self, self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. What does it mean to appreciate our own abilities? Because I think this is a huge part of confidence. We have to appreciate our abilities. So what's that mean? Well, if you lose an arm or a leg, you can't do that ability again. So, oh, heck, we sell totes a lot. And there was a guy that was one arm that came over here and he said, I'm so jealous about people that have elbows because they can do a lot more than I can do. Sure, our arms hurt, but at least we got arms. We have abilities that some other people cannot do. Yeah, that's a great, I, that's a great point about just having the physical abilities, appreciating that. Chaney, what did you have to add to that? Oh, like understanding like when um, like you have abilities that some people don't have. And so you could should be like appreciative of the abilities you get to have as in if other people don't have to have, don't get to have them. Mm-hmm. When I look at appreciating one's own abilities or qualities, it's just seeing how far we've come and appreciating, like Rowdy said, our physical capabilities to do what we're doing because we're blessed with arms, legs, hands, fingers, or whatever it is. And also our brain power, the mental strain that we've gone through and the things that we've done to gain that confidence to get where we're going. And that's to the appreciating just what we've gone through physically, mentally, and emotionally, because who gets emotional about this stuff? And I get emotional. Like I put my heart and soul into this. And when things don't go like I want them to, you bet it affects me emotionally. Judge, what do you have to add to it? Uh, That my confidence is that God made a great plan for me one day to achieve. That's right. He did. He did. He did. Okay, so that's what appreciating of one's own abilities or qualities are. So what causes us to lose confidence? Maybe a bad run. Okay. Losing your dream that you've been chasing for a good while. What do you mean by losing it? Well, um, let's just take uh, Nationals, for example. Well, I was doing decent. I was sitting fifth in the world, and I went out there and top-knotted. So I've been looking mm. forward to it and, and, I, and I didn't get too upset about it, but I was still thinking, man, only if you have stayed up and took one more swing, but that was a good while ago. So I, so I pretty much forgot about it. So you've moved on from it, but yeah, that's hard when we've got a big goal and it's right there at our, the ends of our fingertips and then it's gone in a moment. It's gone. Has anybody else had that happen before? Yeah, so we're not alone. Okay, what else can cause us to lose confidence? Or syndrome. When someone tells us that we're not good enough. When someone tells us that we're not good enough. Did you say horse injuries? Yes, ma'am. Yes, that can be a bad one. Who has had a horse injury or a personal injury? About horse injuries, I haven't been personally injured. Knock on wood. People saying rude comments. The people you surround yourself with. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Um, 
your confidence and your self-esteem is important. And if people that you surround yourself with are not supporting the same goals and assets in life that you're supporting and they're completely opposite of you and just drag you down, it's going to make your self-esteem really low and your confidence really low. And you're not going to, you're not going to feel like you're achieving anything. You feel like you're in the same spot. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've, I've witnessed it myself. I've been through that same effect myself. Uh, having low self-esteem because of the people I surrounded myself with. And as soon as I started focusing on what I had to do, my self-esteem just kind of started crawling up the ladder one rung at a time, but by golly, it did it. Yeah, you bet. Peyton, go ahead and expand on what you were talking about with uh, people saying negative things. A person could like say like a negative thing to you and or something like bad about rodeo and you could like feel real bad about it and then just like not do good like it can affect you. When I signed for my PRCA permit, I had so many people message me and call me and tell me I was stupid. I just kind of thought in the back of my head, maybe it is a bad idea. And I started getting my brain started getting the best of me. And then it's my dream, not theirs. And they don't want someone else to succeed before they do. I just, uh, no matter what people tell you guys, I know, uh, don't let nobody get to you, man. That is the hardest thing. Like, uh, she said a little while ago, someone saying something negative can cause a huge impact because believe it or not, words actually hurt and, um, just keep pushing and keep driving for that goal. Don't ever lose sight of it. You guys are doing great. Mm -hmm. All right, Emma. I lost confidence one time when someone, when I was out, told me that I didn't look nice at all, and I lost confidence with what I was wearing. Oh, well, that's not very nice. We'll keep talking about that kind of stuff, too. Judge. Um, I would like to add this, because I know bullying is a big thing. Don't let other people define your self-worth you have you have to know you are worth what you're worth and what you're special about and what you're great at so don't let anyone tell you anything different about how bad you are or how good you are know that you're good great advice I love that go ahead Chaney um I lost confidence when I like just recently started back bro racing because of my horse he caught so we had to um he was out for a while and then he just like became a really bad turd and tried to jump in. Like he was really bad. Like, and so we had to sell him. And then my other girl horse, we recently had to retire her because she was, she's only 18, but she still like was having trouble running because she like pulled something in her hawk and it's still not better. And so I lost confidence and I didn't run barrels for a while. And I had a Colts that I ran and let's just say that was terrible. <laughs> I'm not a trainer. And so I just got a bro horse and now I'm actually doing a lot better. Very good. Yeah. Cambry, have you ever lost confidence in something? Do you have a story to share? 
Um, one time when my one of my barrel horses, he was like 19, he died, and we had to get a new one. And when I first got mine, he was way different. He was like one of the blown up barrel horses. I had never rode anything like him. I was so scared on him. Like, and then I got used to him. I really regained confidence when we started actually doing really good together and started getting it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, one thing that I've noticed just in the last five minutes since we started asking this question is that everybody at some point in time or another loses confidence, right? Even if we're at the top of our game, there's still maybe things we struggle with. Maybe people, you know, there's times that we're at the top yet. We will, we still struggle with what people say, or maybe we're at the bottom. And I know when I was in high school and at different times in my life, I, and even today as an adult, there's times that I struggle with comparison, uh, comparing myself to other people causes me to lose confidence. And, um, you know, in high school, I got into where I was in a similar situation as Rowdy my junior year. I worked really, really hard all summer to get better. And I worked hard and I, I mean, I didn't play basketball and I did all those things. And yet I was comparing myself to everybody so much. And I was so focused on how much everybody else accomplished and how fast they went and what they did with their ties that I wasn't focused on me. And I screwed up so many runs. I mean, eight rodeos in a row. I went from winning the first two rodeos by over a second. Like I was nationals bound. I felt like to not placing for eight rodeos in a row and everything that could happen happened. And like, I just thought, gosh, like I've worked so hard and I feel like I knew that I put in the time yet I still was failing. I mean, everything that I did, it just seemed like it wouldn't work. Um, but what I realized is that in comparing my performance to others and comparing my time to others, that I had lost focus on what I was capable of. Um, I was causing myself to lose confidence and start to doubt myself and doubt my goals. And kind of like Michael was saying when he was talking about getting his PRCA permit, I was like, who, who am I to think somebody who's only been goat tying for a couple of years is going to be able to make it to the high school finals? Like it was probably just a fluke that I did good at the first couple of rodeos. I'm not actually cut out for this. You know, those kinds of thoughts started running through my mind, but those were just thoughts, but I knew deep down inside that I was more capable than that and that I had a goal and that I did have the skills and I didn't win those two rodeos by a second for a fluke. And I just had to work through it. And what it came down to is that that period of time where I felt like I failed and failed and failed and failed was for me to learn a lesson. It was for me to learn how to overcome that obstacle, how to quit comparing myself to others, how to focus on my own performance and not others. And so that and pushing through it and learning, reading books, that was something that I had to do. I read a book called um, the inner, not the inner game of tennis. It's that's a good one too, but it's a golf sacred journey, seven days, the links of utopia. Um, if you guys are looking for a summer book to read for your reading list, I highly recommend it. It's a really good story. It's funny. It's not repetitive. Um, and it was a game changer for me on how I looked at competition and whatnot. But um, yeah, comparing myself to others, that's what got me in a big, big trouble. And once I figured that out and I overcame that, that's when I was able to be successful again. So that's one of my stories. Does anybody else have a story that they'd like to share of when they lost confidence? One, one time a few years ago, 
I was at the Dublin calf roping on my uh, older uh, 20 year old uh, mare calf horse. First run I made, hey, she was limping out of the arena. I went, oh, great. Uh, not again. So I hopped on my little brother's uh, uh, little pony and I started roping. I roped on number four. Or same thing. I missed all my calves that night. Of course, the next day it rained hard. So I had to get on my my dad's old ranch horse. Missed the first one. Second one. I ended up winning the tie down with like a 15, maybe a 20. And I was just glad I even caught the thing because my horse didn't work. It all went to heck. But I'm just glad I, I even caught the thing because I was starting to lose confidence in myself anyway. Cheney, did you have something else to add? Yes, I was going to add um, my my sister's horse, well, he's actually mine now because, you know, <laughs> but anyways, um, I started goat tying off of him, and at first, I kind of lost confidence because he sometimes gets, he, sometimes he likes to get out of his pen and stay on all of our bills of alfalfa, and so he likes to buck sometimes, so I lost confidence because when I would swing my leg to get off in goats, he would buck. And so now I'm starting to be like, because we set our personal record um, Sunday. And so I lost confidence for like a few runs and then got back because he's like, I started to trust him and he's trusted me and just kind of let things go. Yeah. Emma. I lost confidence actually last weekend because um, I tried to go, I did a goat pool. And I usually do it on my old horse, but I tried to do it with my new horse, and um, I lost confidence because she got scared to go, and she ran out of the arena uh, after I jumped off of her. So I lost confidence that she would be able to do that, and that I would win that thing. Yeah, that can be a struggle for sure. So our confidence you know, there's a lot of different things that can cause us to lose confidence, but it's part of life, right? We're all going to have struggles and we're all going to have things that are obstacles. But one of the the best things that I, I heard, and it's been within the last, um, the last year, actually, I have a preacher friend and his name is Earl. My dog's name's Earl too, but he's Earl. He's a coon hunter from Oklahoma and he is just a really good guy. And I called him one day cause I was just struggling. And he told me, he said, Kimmy dear, he said, you got to quit looking at your, your struggles as, you know, negative things. And you get to turn your obstacles into opportunities. So sometimes like the things that, that I hear us running into and that I've run, ran into, I started looking at it as like, okay, this is an obstacle, but I get to turn that obstacle into an opportunity. So what are some ways that you guys have worked through these struggles and turned them into opportunities? Well, I was going to do about the first thing. It's about what happened to Rowdy. I had this 25-year-old horse I would run barrels and poles on, and it was right before my finals at a big event, and I had to hop on my the same little pony he did the tie down in and got like 30s in the barrels. <laughs> but you made it work, didn't you? Yes, ma'am. All right, so... Since she was scared of the goat, but we're gonna we had to sell our goats because they kept getting out. So we're gonna get goats again and then tie her and the goats to the fence. So she'll overcome her fear. Mm-hmm. We um actually when we're talking about goats, so I bought five goats from the sale barn 
but I bought four of them out of one pen. And then I bought one of them that was separate by itself just recently this last spring. And so the four goats that had been in a pen together, um, they were being mean to the other little goat picking on it. So I decided that, well, I'll just let that goat go and it can run around our barn. It was all closed up, but it was kind of nasty weather. And so I had all these, like, we've got some, a two, couple two-year-olds and a three-year-old that have never been around goats. And they were super snorty and like scared to death of this little black goat that was running in and out of the stalls and everything. And so I was like, well, this is perfect. I'm just going to leave this goat out. Well, we also have a mare that's on stall rest right now. And that goat buddied right up to that horse. And the horse's name is Betty. So now Betty's buddy has not been put in a pen again. It was bought for a tying goat and it's never been tied. And all the rest of the goats are sold, but yet Betty's buddy is still here. So your goat, your horse will probably warm up to a goat pretty fast too. <laughs> Go ahead, Chaney. So a funny story about goats. I show goats and I don't know how, but I guess our Billy got in with our show goats. And one day my goats had babies. Oh, Surprise! I know we thought they were getting fat because we've been on we put them on some like high protein feed, and then one day we walk out there and we have babies. Oh, funny! That's funny. All right, go ahead, Peyton and Riley. Um, you can turn your obstacles into opportunities, like you did with your goat tying that you were talking about. How mm -hmm. your obstacle was you were comparing yourself to other people but then you turn it into an opportunity because you learn like how to deal with it. So then mm -hmm. you're able, that was one less thing that could get in your way. Like if I'm practicing and selling in my way, then I'll keep practicing that way. That way I can overcome that. So like if when I, in, when I was junior high tying goats, I would always tie the bad goats. That way I would always get used to them trying to suck their legs and kick and stuff. So then you wouldn't have to worry about that. And that would be good. So when you went to a competition, that was one advantage that you had. Yeah. Cause what happens if we take the easy road all the time? You're not going to, you're not going to improve. You're not going to no. accomplish the harder things. No, we have to put ourselves into uncomfortable situations, which we've talked about that a little bit before is being uncomfortable. Um, I heard it was a podcast that was awesome with this lady who is like, set so many different records in long distance running. And like, when I say long distance, I'm talking like the 200 mile runs and stuff like that. Um, and she was taught, I wish I remember who it was, but she was talking about how she put herself in uncomfortable situations all the time. Like every day she looked for something that made her uncomfortable because then she was used to being uncomfortable. So when weird things happened or challenges happened or obstacles or um, things that made us lose our confidence, well, she was so prepared and handling that kind of stuff that it wasn't a big deal. So like the things that sometimes felt feel really big because maybe we're taking the easy road because we're low on confidence. Um, she just said, hey, I'm going for it anyway. And trained herself to overcome those every day. And now she's like this superwoman. So I think to go back to confidence is with the Kentucky Derby, Rich Strike, he had a one out of 80 chance of winning. And I, I don't know who wrote him. I can't remember his name. But anyways, I feel like they had to have more confidence to get him up and to the top to win. And I feel like that was just really cool how he had a one out of 80 chance to win the Derby and he won the Derby. You better this. Judge. 
just like what Riley said, I have this little black goat, then he'll always run up the rope at me. And when I and I figured if if I tie that goat more than the other goats, when I get a good goat, I'll be able to tie him twice as good as all the other kids that are used to tying good goats. Yeah, I think too, like there are times when we're struggling with confidence and say like we feel really defeated maybe there's just been a series of things that have happened and it's like gosh I don't know if I can even keep going today sometimes it is just a matter of taking one little step sometimes it's a matter of just maybe eating a little bit better or just throwing one more loop or even going to practice when you you've been putting it off because you feel so defeated like Sometimes confidence, regaining confidence is just turning that struggle, that deep down feeling and facing it and saying, nope, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm not going to let my inner voice, my negative, my Sally, or, you know, we, I always joke around that, like, there's two little people on my shoulders. Like I got the little devil over here who's telling me negative things and society and all that stuff. And then I've got the person, the can do Cammy, who wants to accomplish everything, who knows she can accomplish anything, who has faith in the Lord, who knows that he put it on her heart for the right reasons. But yet I still have the devil over here saying, but what about this? But what about that? And all those negative things. So sometimes I just have to say, stop talking and go out there and do it anyway. So you might have to just have that conversation in your head. And that's one way to handle it too. I remember one time a few weeks ago before the CTYA rodeo, Oh, turns out my head horse Rip that I usually use all the time. Turns out he uh, hurt himself. So I went, you know what? I'm going to risk being another torn suspensory again. I'm just going to buy my other horse. So I used my old calf horse for heading and healing. And that worked out great. Well, I mean, great. I mean, terrible. I would feel my head loop. He would slam on the brakes. Everything would go to heck. Heel side. I look like a 60-year-old old healer because I was having to swing it, slam on the brakes, and then throw it. And then I went, you know what? It's not going to probably work anyway. I'm going to get on my actual calf horse. I went out there, mm-hmm. first head loop, stayed up right with it. I dialed it off, perfect. And I knew he was a heel horse, so I just used him for heading and healing and calf rope in that whole week. And we were both yeah. tired after that. I bet you were. But sometimes it's just, you know, we lose our confidence, or but we still have to just go for it anyway, right? Like I had a little horse when I would always rope on and one day she got hurt, and I've had this horse that was always crazy. But I one day I finally got on her, and she turned out to be my new calf horse and my best horse. Wow. And now she's my cool. go-to horse. Yeah, you never know. Sometimes those things that we face actually turn into great things. Like right now, this mare that's on stall rest, she is one that um, – I've been, I, I kind of lost some confidence and I was going to buy my card this year to break away in the WPRA and she's my main mount and she's off for six months. I mean, and maybe for a lifetime if this doesn't heal her up. And so that kind of changed my plans on what I wanted to do. And I kind of was feeling a little defeated about my roping and like, what horse am I going to take? And can I still do this? But in return, I also forced me to get on my young horse and, and he's really not even that young. I just haven't been taking in places because he's been on the back burner and he's actually like rising to the occasion and he's turning into a super nice horse. But if she had always been healthy and I hadn't ever made that switch to him, 
I would have never known. I would have never really given him the opportunity. So I think sometimes when we lose confidence because of injuries or things like that, just like we've talked about before and like we talk about win or learn, we never lose and how God has a plan for us. Sometimes when we're too stubborn to, to move on and to give other things opportunities, he's got to intervene and find ways to get us off of those horses or to put us in those situations where we have to change and where we have to do something different. And that's where, when those times are coming and we feel defeated or confused or whatever that we have to turn, we get to turn to the good Lord and say, well, this is his plan for us. And there's something to be learned from it and have confidence in him when we don't have confidence in ourselves to just trust his plan, even though it's difficult. Go ahead, judge. And with the same horse, I was always scared to ride her in the poles because she was so crazy. And one day I finally, and my old horse would run 25s in the poles consistently. And now, and I finally got on her and I can run 22s and 23s on her because I get finally went out of my comfort zone and then rode her. Yeah. The comfort zone who gets stuck in the comfort zone. Life is not life out of, inside of the comfort zone. Goals have to be achieved right. outside the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a few more things that I have written down about confidence. Um, the comparison, we talked about that, taking criticism personally. There's sometimes there's people who are trying to help us. Um, I used to be bad about this too. Um, somebody would say something to me and with good intentions, but I was in a state of mind that it was like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing good enough. I'm not, you know, I, I just get down on myself about that when they were really trying to help me. And um, I listened to a podcast by Stephen Furtick in the Elevation podcast the other day. And he was talking about taking events, like the event would be somebody offering me criticism or constructive help, whatever you want to call it, critiquing me. Um, that's the event. And how I choose to react to that is a decision. So we have to separate events that happen, injuries, um, struggles, obstacles, whatever. That's just an event. We get to make a decision as to how do we react to those. And that can help us determine our confidence too. And there's that, that time in the middle there that what happens a lot, at least used to happen for me is that I would like put it all into one, like, oh my gosh, this happened. And this is how I feel about it. Like end of story. But if we can take that event and separate it and say, give us some space in the middle to say, okay, how am I going to react to this? That can help our confidence too, because when we instantly react and when we're in the habit of having knee jerk reactions, which when we're younger and we're still trying to figure out how to handle those kinds of things, we have a tendency to do that. And especially when we're growing up and if we're comparing ourselves to each other, or if we go through and, and you guys are faced with more, more of that kind of stuff than I've ever seen before. Um, you know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time that you guys have access to so much technology and so many videos and you can use that to fuel your fire, but it can also, if you're in a season of one of the lows, um, you know, we've got our highs and our lows. If you're in a season where you're struggling a little bit and you get on that social media and you start watching those videos of other kids, your age or things like that, it can be hard and it can make a person feel like you're not you're not measuring up, you're not doing good enough, or you should be further along. But I just want to remind you guys in that, that it's so easy to watch the highlight reel. 
not that many people are posting the videos that don't go well. And they're not sharing those stories on social media. So just remember in, in those times that we get to we get to separate those events. And, and sometimes it's even if you're low on confidence and you find yourself going through that, like I used to compare myself to times all the time, but if you're scrolling, 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 and oh my gosh, I just had that personal best. Oh my gosh, I just had that personal best. Oh my gosh, I've never been that fast before. Just stop, get off of it for a while. You go focus on what you can do and doing your very best. And when you start being your biggest competition and you start saying, Hey, I did a little bit better than I did yesterday. I figured this out. I felt that on my horse for the first time or on my bull for the first time. Or I finally made that move that my coach has been telling me about her. I went to that clinic and they said this and that was six months ago, but now I get it. Like celebrate those little victories and focus on what you guys are doing as individuals to get better each step of the way rather than what you think other people are doing. Go ahead, Judge. I have to say two things. So when okay. I was younger, I pro- it probably took me years to catch uh, at rodeos, and I've never won until finally I say take the small wins. Like, I broke to the pin good. Make that as a win. Or let's say I roped all my calves. Take that as a win. And the other thing is that when you, it's actually good sometimes to be doing bad because it pushes you to do more things. Like, I miss all my calves. Well, let's go home and practice more. Practice more. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Let it be fuel to your fire. Remember what Tyler Pearson said? You guys remember what he said about bad practices? That you I was on, that, on that call. I was out of town. Do any of you other guys remember what he said about bad practices? No? He said that he likes bad practices. He said when he has a bad practice before he goes to a rodeo, he said, that's great because I actually focus on the little things that I need to do instead of, oh, I had a great practice before. And then you go to the rodeo and things don't go quite as well because you're not focused on all the little details when everything goes great in a practice. So sometimes having those struggles during a practice is a good thing because then you're focusing on what you really need to do instead of just doing good. Just one way to think about it. Perspective is everything. Well, I used to be, uh, which I'm not very fast on the tie down side, but decent. I remember there one time I tied like a nine something at a rodeo. And they said, man, Rowdy, when did you get fast? Well, it was a big calf. On big calves, I'm extremely fast. If you would put bigger calves in the pen, I'd be like that almost every time. And anytime they give me the biggest, sorriest calf, I end up being like wicked fast on them. And the kid that gives him a second thinks, oh, Rowdy, he's slow. He can, I can make a dang nine on this one. Oh, I can see now why he got fast time. That thing was hard to tie. I try to make the worst calves look like the best calves. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of time and a lot of patience and a lot of just continuing to go out there and just like, you guys talked about before getting on the bad ones, tying the bad goats and just putting yourself in a position where you're always chasing that, making those challenges fun. Like, Oh, I got to get that. Get gritty, grit those teeth and say, mm, uh-uh, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to dominate this goat um, or this bull or this horse or this run or this, whatever it is. That's a huge help. When you're, when you don't have anyone to like tell you what you're doing wrong in the practice pen, 
I would like to like get a tripod for your camera or for your phone and set up and watch what you're doing wrong and then reset that is a great way to do things and kind of what Rowdy said don't think when you're uh, when you're riding into the box don't feel like oh I hope I I hope I get a bull that always gets the best point I hope I get the best calf this thing of them all is the best calf I know I'm going to get the best calf I know I'm going to get the best bull mm-hmm. I like that and you're going to get the best one that you're going to get that day Whatever you got in the draw, that's yours. And it's the best one that you're going to get in that draw. I know this isn't talking about confidence, but it's about sportsmanship. And mm-hmm. my mom and I were talking about this earlier, but it's easier to find the positive, like as if you, if you miss the roping pin, but your horse works good. It's better to understand the like what you did positive. So like find the positive out of something that you did bad. So like if you hit a barrel, you find like the positive that maybe on your other barrels you had tighter turns or something. You just kind of find the better things out of a bad run. Oh yeah, definitely. What we focus on determines our confidence for, that's a huge part of it. If we're focused on the negative all the time and we focus on, oh, I did this wrong. Oh, I did that wrong. Oh, my horse did this. Oh, this happened. Then then we're not focusing on the 99% that we did right. Have you guys seen the, the Albert Einstein thing that I shared? I, I'll, I'll say it again. So Albert Einstein on a chalkboard, he wrote nine times one equals nine, nine times two equals 18, nine times three equals 27. And he went all the way down and he was correct, correct, correct. And then he did nine times 10 equals 91. That's not true, right? Well, the entire class erupted out in laughter because Albert Einstein had made a mistake and they were just cracking up, pointing fingers, you know, focusing on what he did wrong and all that. He just waited for the class to quiet down. And once the class quieted down, he said, well, I don't know if you guys realize this, but you guys are acting just like society. He said, I did nine out of 10 questions correctly and not one person congratulated me. Not one person said anything about the nine things that I did correct. But as soon as I made one mistake, you all erupted and you criticized, criticized, criticized. And that's something that training, like what you're saying that we do to ourselves too. Not only does society do that as they focus on the one thing that you did wrong. And when somebody in the stands is watching, they see the barrel that you hit or the calf that you missed or the bull that you got bucked off or the bronc or whatever it is, that's what they see. But they didn't focus on the fact that you got your mark out right. The fact that you scored well, the fact that your horse walked flat footed into the arena or that you finally put your hand down and you've been blowing out of that barrel the last 10 runs. Now you got so close, you knocked it over. Um, so yeah, like you said, focus on the positive and that'll help bring your confidence back too. And you focus on the highlights of it instead of, um, the negative parts. Go ahead, Rowdy. Same thing, what you've been saying and about the sports, the sportsmanship and et cetera. I remember or one time at a rodeo, I saw a kid that, that was a, a missing all the time. And he decided to pull his rope and smack his horse because he missed the calf. The calf didn't duck his horse stay in there. He just flat out missed, whipped his horse, walked out of the arena crying. I went out there and drew the same calf and did a decent run on him. And not the best thing he said, how come anytime you draw a calf, you do good. Anytime I draw a calf, I do terrible. I said, I just try to be positive the whole time because they remember you about what the thing you did wrong. They don't not remember you about the thing you did right because 
Like, I can go out there and I've never done it before, but I can tie a six-second run. Eh, that's good. I can go out there, flat-out miss, get bucked off, break my leg, and get carried out on the stretcher. And they say, oh, there goes Rowdy. He got hurt, finally. Yeah, yep. It's all what we focus on. And, um, yeah, having those good thoughts makes a difference, for sure. Like, kind of what Rowdy said, I used to, like, get really upset and jerk back my rope every time I did bad until one day I seen a kid did that, and I said how – and I seen how bad and how terrible that looked, and I just thought, is that really how stupid I look? And then I started riding out of the arena, <laughs> is this as good as I rode in. Yeah, that's a great point. And um, how many of you guys remember the 10th run that you saw at the last rodeo you were at in any event? Not your run, the last, the, the person who drew 10th at the last event that you were at. Emma, you remember who that was? Mm-hmm. Who was that? It was um, someone named Emily Chapa. Mm-hmm. Cool. You got a good memory. Do you guys remember who was 16th in the last event you competed in at a rodeo? Remember what time they had? What? I'm not I'm not too sure who it was, but I think it was uh uh the kid that missed and he had a sorry calf. He wrote this calf and went down there to go time and came back up and went around his horse and etc. And I had to cut the rope for him and he ended up last place with a no time because, as he, like I said, he had to get his rope cut and he popped his shoulder on and everything. Yeah. Do you remember who was the world champion, um, let's say, steer wrestler three years ago? Do you remember who was fourth place in the barrel racing at the NFR or the breakaway roping? My point is that we don't remember those things. And neither, we don't remember what other people are doing. And they don't remember what we're doing either. And so that's just something to keep in mind too, that um, it can be easy to think like, oh my gosh, like people are going to remember this forever. Like, oh, I just made a fool of myself or that didn't look very good. But people don't really remember that much stuff. We all focus on ourselves and doing as good as we can possibly do. Remembering uh, things, you know, the confidence in yourself and, you know, beating yourself up about it. Uh, I had an incident. I broke my arm back in November, um, snapped my ola, and uh, was on rest for six months. Mind you, I was at a school down in Oklahoma that was being taught by two world champions, Wade Sundell being one of them and Tim O'Connell being the other. And uh, do you guys know who Wade Sundell is? Suckers mm-hmm. grittier than sandpaper. And, uh, I wanted to, you know, get on this other horse, even though I just got the mess stomped out of me, got my head stomped on, you name it. Um, Wade would not let me get on another horse. And if anybody knows Wade, back in last year, uh, San Angelo, he went out on a horse. It was really rainy, and um, they took five units of blood out of him after that horse, uh, even though he got a rewrite option. And he wanted his rewrite, but they wouldn't let him because he was going to die in the saddle if he did. Um, but what that meant to me was, you know, Wade learned, and I learned from listening to Wade, that, you know, you can be the grittiest sucker out there, but you got to know when 
enough is enough. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like going into the practice pen and, you know, working your horse to death or whatever it may be, you know, the only thing that is that that is teaching that horse is that you're mad at yourself, so you're going to take it out on me even though I'm trying my hardest, you know what I mean? Um, so don't beat yourselves up too much about stuff like that. Uh, you, and like you guys are all saying, you know, staying confident is really, really big. And then, you know, you guys said that, you know, Judge said earlier, take the, the little wins. 100%, I agree with that. 100%. Um, I sent my ride to Wade that I covered on one of my horses, and I showed his dad because his – well, his dad was there to see it. He was judging. And, uh, you know, Wade called him and said, man, that Mike kid come out of that injury, and he just gave it all to him. And, you know, hearing from that type of person that, you know, they're proud of the accomplishments that you're making with yourself is – super confidence boosting um and it was a little win for me you know someone I looked up to was like hey you're doing great and there's a quote from the book called heart of a champion it's by Donning Taylor and um it says our greatest glory is not in never falling but in rising every time we fall you bet what's that mean to you um so like when I like have like a bad run or something like that like Pick yourself back up and keep trying harder. Let's try it. I had two things again. I had a buddy named Cash that was 10th out in a, at a rope in one time. And about looking at the good things instead of the bad, uh, one day I was probably five or six, and I was in the mutton busting, and I broke my arm, but I won the buckle the same day. Wow. Ready to keep moving forward. Yes, ma'am. So – I've got a few things um, that I wanted to share about um, just a few more things about gaining our confidence and keeping it during the highs and the lows. And one of them, the biggest one is pray, you know, keep God first and keep his plan and his purpose for you at the, in the forefront and in the very, let him lead your path. And uh, Michael shared in the beginning, like with his uh, PRCA journey is that he's going for it regardless of what anybody else says and whatever obstacles you run into, you just keep praying and believing in that and breathing. Breathing is huge. Like it's important for our brain to have oxygen in order to process everything. So breathing, letting that energy out. And there's times that maybe it's right before a run and you're getting really nervous or Maybe it's in the practice pen and you're just in a moment where you're stressed out about things and you're really trying to overcome whatever it is that you're feeling. Just breathe through it. Give yourself space and give yourself grace. Who knows what I mean by giving yourself grace? Anybody want to talk about that a little bit? It means you shouldn't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Look at how far you've come. Look at what you're trying to do and, and have grace for the things that are happening externally. Like we can get so wrapped up on what our goals are um, in one area that we don't even realize the things that are happening around us that are causing us to act one way or the other, or to have other decisions. So having grace for yourself and having grace for others. Um, you know, sometimes people say things or do things or, act in certain ways that either 
make us lose our confidence, but maybe they're in a situation that we don't understand. And maybe it comes out on us and then we take it personally. Um, but maybe they're having troubles at home. Maybe they have a horse injury. Maybe they're struggling with their own confidence. Maybe they're getting bullied at school and then they go to the rodeo and they act, they outlash. We don't know what other people are going through when things come towards us that maybe cause us to lose our confidence. So have grace for them and just separate yourself from that. Um, have grace for your critters, for your animals, for your, the, the livestock that you get on. They have brains too. You know, they have their own series of, um, issues and injuries and all of that. So, uh, be graceful for them. They get sore. They're trying, they're putting their heart out there and keep it fun. Who gets like really goal oriented and they're so focused and they're so determined that they forget to have fun. Sometimes I do. Like, I just want to win. I want to be good. But sometimes like that's when I got to where like, I would force myself to smile. Sometimes I get to riding, like I'd get to riding Colts or something like that. And gosh, those suckers wouldn't be paying attention to me. Or maybe I'm on my finished horse and they're just being a butthead and we're just struggling. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm taking this way too seriously. I am making this way too difficult for my horse. And so I just take a deep breath and I'd start smiling. And when I start smiling, I'd be like, this is dumb. I'm sitting here in the arena all by myself and I'm smiling. And thankfully nobody's here because I feel like a goofball right now. And as I did that, then all of a sudden, like I started to take some of the pressure off of myself. And then all of a sudden my horse would take pressure off of him or herself. And then everything started coming around and then they started paying attention. And it's like, oh, just as I was losing my confidence and my ability to do this, now that I've loosened up, everything else is loosening up. Rowdy, like you were talking about your friend who wasn't, he couldn't make good runs on the same one as you were. Well, he was so uptight and tense about it and was putting so much stress and pressure around it that he was causing himself to lose confidence. Whereas you were going in and just saying, Hey, it's just another run. And that allowed you to have the confidence that you needed to, because you weren't putting all that stress on there. And then um, setting up competition situations in the practice pen. You're getting out there and putting yourself there mentally um, as many times as you can, you know, take a picture of every arena you're at or those videos. And when you go to the practice pen, just close your eyes and visualize that arena, visualize the different kinds of weather, visualize all that stuff and put yourself at every single high school rodeo, junior high rodeo, youth rodeo, jackpot, all those places that you're going to go every night you're in the practice pen. Maybe you're walking your horse around the poles. Pretend like you're going as fast as you possibly can, ready to win whatever finals you're at or to have your personal best time. Uh, you can do that stuff in your mind without actually physically doing it. And your brain won't know the difference because you're putting your brain there. And that's just something about how our brains work. And I don't know how science ever figured that out, but it's true. I do know that. And then just don't compare yourself. Be your own your own biggest competition, just strive to get better, focus on the small wins and take care of yourselves at those rodeos, you know, eat healthy, have good habits and choices. You know, Michael talked about who you surround yourself with. If you find yourself surrounding yourself with people who are negative, as we've talked about over and over and over again, part of confidence in yourself is a positivity. Surround yourself with people who make you better. And when you're in those situations where you're not, 
um, that's on you and you get to step up and change that. Um, and it'll be hard and it'll be difficult, but that's part of it. Make sure that you aren't slacking on your responsibilities. That's one thing that when I lose my confidence is when I know that I didn't practice in the practice pen when I should have. When I know that I may be scoffed off on roping it one more time or going through the barrels or I didn't cool my horse out like I actually should have then I know that I didn't stick to what I needed to do. And that makes me lose confidence. So just make sure that you're doing those things that a champion does and be prepared and keep your horses and your animals prepared. Okay, go ahead, Cheney. We got about five minutes left and then we're going to wrap this up. So. Okay. So I wanted to add to that. People need to accept the loss without like making it a big deal because I feel like the more big deal you make it is the more it gets out there than not making it a big deal um and making excuses um and it not only will make you a better person it'll make you like understand sometimes it's not all about winning it's about having an understanding and having fun um and not taking it to the next level yeah I had a friend tell me one time it's just a thing Cammy. it's just a thing something happened and like he told me this over and over again I'd be like oh my gosh, Ross, like this happened. He'd say, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. It'll pass. It's just a thing. So that's something to keep in mind. My buddy that pro rodeos, he, there's this one pro rodeo. It's kind of hard to explain it, but it's like it, the calf runs out of the suit and then it's like an alley. They run into the alley and it's set up. So he grabbed some panels a couple of weeks before and he set it up this like that to rope like that. Mm -hmm. And then also um, about losing confidence, uh, I had these goats and they were all having premature babies and they would not have babies. And th this kind of plays two things. When one of them finally had a baby, it was good that they had babies and looking at the good things instead of the bad and that saying that I lost my confidence when they weren't having babies and that they finally did. Um, I was going to say the surrounding yourself with you know, positive vibes, um, not just people, but your thought process and, you know, what you're doing to prepare yourself mentally for, you know, whatever you're about to Show my confidence. What I do is I surround people that I know will um, give me confidence and um, that will tell me positive things. And I try to stay away from people who I know will give me um, negative things. When we talk about surrounding, that's great. I'm, I'm going to just elaborate on that. When we talk about who we surround ourselves with, is that just in person? No. No. What else is that with? Um, it could be social media. Like yeah. Who, what you're watching on there. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, and don't get so dwelled up in rodeo that you don't think about God because gold buckles don't get you to heaven. That's right, buddy. That's a good one. Oh, I was going to say that, like, social media has a big part in it, but people that want to be your best friend but then don't want to be your best friend can kind of have something to do with it. Yeah, so what we, who we surround ourselves with physically, um, what we read, what we watch, what we listen to, 
Um, all of that plays into it. So just make sure that when you're surrounding yourself with people, um, with things that you're setting yourselves up for success um, and that God is greater than the highs and the lows, just as judge said, you know, gold buckles do not get you to heaven and they, you know, it's, they get you, it's an accomplishment. It's a trophy. It's a prize. It's an award. It's a physical, tangible thing that you can touch. That's awesome. And it's wonderful. And by God, I love what it means, what it symbolizes when I get a buckle or a trophy of some sort. But the difference that you make in other people's lives and living for a purpose and competing for a purpose for whatever God has on your in a store for you, that is so much more important than the buckles. So don't focus on on the buckles and the tangible things that you may or may not have focus on the purpose and the lesson and the joy and the people and all the cool things that you get to learn, uh, learn while you're at it. And, um, so we're going to wrap this up, Michael, I'm going to let you share. And then I just like everybody to share their favorite, whatever Bible verse or a quote that they had, and then we'll call it a night. Go ahead, Michael. Well, uh, I'm going to wrap it up with a quote that I actually heard from somebody earlier last week and it says your practice practice your practice is therapy to someone else which mm. when this was told to me it hit me really hard and I was like man like you're gonna have to send that to me because it meant a lot and what it means to me is I am practicing my rear off from the time the sun comes up to the sign time the sun goes down yeah I don't get a lot of time to practice you know with my occupation and what I do for a career but when I do practice it's therapy to my soul to my soul I'm in my own little zone nobody's bothering me I'm just doing my thing and you know the more you okay yourself with just being in your zone and you know understanding that you're working hard to get where you want to be I feel like the better off a lot of people's going to be especially with this whole social media and how the media has changed you know the youth these days um social media is our biggest critic y'all and uh the more you just understand that it's okay to fail once in a while even if you fail a hundred times out of a thousand, you know, you're still learning something every time you step foot in that arena or every time you step foot in church, you're always learning something. If you're not learning nothing, you ain't doing it right. And that's, you that's quit all I got to say. That you start failing. Yes. Go ahead, judge. Uh, there's a quote. I never lose. I, I've never, I always win. I never lose. I learn not lose. I remember one time my friend Ralph Smith, I was over at his house one time, and I'm pretty sure I rolled my ankle or something. It was hurting like heck, and he said, okay, Rowdy, you, we can figure, we already figured out you cannot run. Just go out there and make three solid runs and just make it fun. Sure, I look like mm-hmm. Bill Ricky roping, but I was having fun doing it. Next time I went out there, I had lots of fun. I roped 10 or 15 calves on a few different horses, bulldog a little bit, had a uh, dog to sled a little bit and I was just having straight up fun and he said when you have more fun in the practice pen when you go to the rodeo there's no pressure you're just having fun and eventually like that quote I told you a minute ago you must 
must accept of the great things before you can be greater than what you are. Are so oh, having fun like that. Once you're having fun in the practice pin, once you go to the arena uh, and actually compete, you're going to be winning. Might be a little bit slower, but you're having fun as you're winning with the same thing. And that's success. You bet. All right, go ahead, Cambry. My quote is, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you have imagined. Yeah, what's that mean to you? Just to never give up on your dreams and follow them and go for what you want. You bet. I love it. Go ahead, Riley and Peyton. The most important part of an athlete's body is above the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Let's go with uh, Charlie. Mine is uh, you never lose. You just uh, learn a lesson. And I think that's really important to keep your confidence up because mm -hmm. then you're never worried about losing. You're just learning something new and learning what you did wrong and what you can do better next time. Emma. Um, my coach was um, try hard because there's always someone looking up to you. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's always somebody looking up to you. Um, so I have a Bible verse. It's Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am with you. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm -hmm. And what's that mean to you? Um, it means to me that God's always going to be there for me. And when I'm stressed or when I'm worried about something, he'll always be there to help me. When we're down on our confidence, he will be there to pick us up. My quote is, God will never let you let what you've lost be the best you ever had. The best is yet to come. Oh, I like that. The best is yet to come. Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to say thanks for always supporting us and pushing them outside of our comfort zone and making us do these Zooms and everything. I know oh, it's yeah. hard. Oh, you guys are doing awesome. It's fun. It's fun to see you guys continue to grow. So my quote that I, or Bible verse that I had written down was, Proverbs 3 26 for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught and what that means to me is that you know when I get down and when I feel like my foot is caught the Lord will be my confidence and I can lean on him to make sure that I don't get stuck and that I don't get stuck in a trap and as long as I just focus on him he will lead me through whatever he's put me through and whatever goal or or anything that he put on my heart even if it seems huge and like Right now, we've got some exciting things happening for RodeoKids.com right now, and I'm really intense on starting the next level and trying some new things, and it's scary, and it's like, oh, I don't think I can handle all this, but I also know that the Lord will be my confidence in this and that when I struggle, he will be there for me, and he will not let my foot get caught. Thank you guys all for joining this. You guys did awesome. Um, I know that this is a little bit uncomfortable just getting started on these and um, we are going to do these once a month that you guys like I said it's optional but um, you guys all have so much to share and you all make a positive difference in the world and these are things you guys can write on your resumes too you're young uh, but start writing this stuff down that you were a part of this and taking these skills and learning these lessons and just continue to grow with all of this because you're doing amazing things. You're all becoming better public speakers and making a positive difference amongst your peers and in the world altogether. Thank you 
for tuning in to the RodeoKids.com podcast. As always, if you liked our content, please give us a share, give us a follow, let people know about what we're doing. This content was created for you to support you and just to continue growing the industry. We also invite you to head on over to the Rodeo Kids Ambassador page, our Facebook group, uh, where they share all kinds of really cool stuff. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all the things. And we do have new ropes and strings back in stock, plus our Rodeo Kids apparel that you can find on rodeokids.com. Good luck, everyone, this weekend as you travel up and down the road. Safe travels and God bless.